Hello, everyone. Welcome to another iCast. I'm Michael Doeys, and I'm back this week with a good group of folks. They're not scary folks, so you don't have to worry. <laughs> I might so we be. Have, we, yeah, you might be. <laughs> <laughs> well, that voice you heard was Alicia Geary. Hi, Alicia. Hi. And we have Marty Sobo with us. Hey, Marty. Hey, how's it going? Good. And we have another guest today. We have Taylor Arndt. Hi, Taylor. Hi, Michael. And all. All right. So we had a very interesting Apple week. We had on Monday night, Monday evening, the first Apple event in the evening, I believe. And it was their scary fast event. And it was scary fast. It was like 30 to 35 minutes. Right, Marty? Yeah, it was probably the fastest keynote I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've been watching keynotes since 2005. Have you, did, did you start watching them before that, Marty? Yeah. Yeah, so fastest keynote I've ever seen. Although, I wonder if the video in the beginning of the year was that fast for the M2 MacBooks, because they did a video that just dropped in the morning. It wasn't streamed. It was just, here you go. So... I'm I still wondering, think it was longer than 30 minutes, if I remember correctly. It might have been, but that it's very interesting that they made this into a stream. And we'll talk about why it's. I think they did it as a stream instead of just a download in a little bit. Because it's it's made quite the commotion on the internet. Like, Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It's, it's a huge commotion. And I'll talk more about that later. But we got some new Macs on Monday. And I'm really excited about these, although there's one detail I don't think anybody is really talking about that I heard on a podcast. So we got new 14-inch MacBook Pros, okay? And what this signifies is the end of an era because we now have a MacBook Pro with an M3 chip, which means no more 13-inch MacBook Pro. So let's talk about that. So what are y'all's thoughts on that? Well, I kind of look at the 13-inch MacBook Pro. I mean, this last iteration of it that they've had out, kind of like the iPhone SE. They basically took a machine that was an Intel machine, and they did absolutely nothing to it except put a M1 or an M2 chip in it and just left it as is. So it was the last machine with a touch bar, and it really... Nothing else with it has changed. It's identical to the Intel version. The only thing they did was swap out the Intel chip for an M2 chip, I believe. So now that they have this 14-inch MacBook Pro, they're officially getting rid of and no longer going to have a 13-inch MacBook Pro. So two things, actually, to that is they're not going to any longer have a 13-inch MacBook Pro. That is gone. And they are no longer going to have a touch bar. That was the last machine with a touch bar. And so now the touch bar is officially gone. It's about time that it's all gone. I mean, it's much of a pain in the butt that the touch bar is. I know some people really, really like it. But I also know that some people really, really don't like it. And I think it's about time that it's actually gone and we're kind of back to the quote-unquote, normal Macs, especially with the good keyboard, which I'm sure Mike will talk about later. Yeah, well, as far as I know, the new 14-inch MacBook Pro with just a regular M3 chip is exactly the same as the 14 MacBook Pro with the M3 Pro or Max chip. I don't really think there's any other difference. I just think it has the regular chip in it. They make it less expensive. So if you want to come in into a MacBook Pro at a more affordable price and you're not trying to do a lot of crazy rendering or a lot of, you know, professional video, audio production work and stuff like that, you know, it's a great option for someone who's doing all the day-to-day stuff, you know, music, like listening to music, watching videos, email, you know, anything. I mean, and it's still powerful enough to still do audio and video work even you know, at that. So it's no slouch, the machine, that's for sure. And like, they basically said that this version, like, and it's, it's a lot cheaper too. So in my, you know, the notes that I have in front of me, 
they said that the this version is good for software developers and in Photoshop and complex projects with complex workflows are all good for this cheaper machine. Yeah, well, I mean, you can do anything on it and then some. And I think it's a really great option. It fits right in the middle and it removes that 13-inch MacBook Pro. So if you're looking for something that's somewhat portable, but yet powerful, then definitely that's the way to go if you're not doing major rendering or anything like that. Yeah. But the interesting thing is, and I'm waiting to see what's going to happen here, but as they go down the line and they update all of the machines with an M3 processor, what is it going to look like if you have a 14-inch MacBook Pro that's kind of right in that regular M3, you know, everyday work, you know, day-to-day stuff kind of a machine? And they're also going to have then a 15-inch MacBook Air, probably with a regular M3 chip also. So the only real difference is you're going to have to make a decision. Do you want a little bit of a smaller screen and more ports? Or are you going to want to have a little bit of a bigger screen and less ports? Because otherwise, that's probably really only the only the big difference. And the only other major difference is you probably could put more RAM in the Pro and then you couldn't air. So... Also, like the fan as well, I think. Right, Michael? The fan is not in the air. But you wanted to say something, didn't you? Well, first, I want to see, Alicia, as a a switcher to the Apple ecosystem, uh, (laughs) what what are your thoughts on, on on this MacBook Pro? So the Mac Pro, I was kind of impressed. I was mainly impressed with the price. Because the price, I think, is going to make a... The, the the it's gonna make it easier for people to break out their wallets it's a Definitely. lower price that no one expected and it's I don't know I did not expect the price to didn't it drop Michael didn't it drop on the, the no. uh, MacBook pros yes and no it dropped but it didn't drop and the reason why I say that is because Yes, it's less expensive, but they have a lesser chip than a Pro or a Max in it. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, and I kind of have mixed feelings about this, is that I believe on that M3, the regular M3 MacBook Pro, I believe, and Michael, you can chime in on this if I'm wrong, but I think that machine, the base model without any updates, comes with 256 SSD and 8 gigs of RAM, mm-hmm. where the other machines with the Pro and the Max processors start at 5, 12, and 16 gigs of RAM. I think no, that's that accurate, sense. but yeah. But so a- really, it, it's cheap, but it's the only MacBook Pro that's getting less specs than out of the gate than mm-hmm. the other machines. So if you want to make yeah. it equal to you know, one of the other machines are going to be paying more money to bump the drive from 256 to 512 and get it to 16 gigs to be even with like the other MacBook Pros that are there. So, Mm -hmm. but if that's all you need, Mm -hmm. then it's great. You know, I mean, right. There's a, there's a few more caveats though. I want to point out. Yeah. The, the one thing that is, is, this machine is to basically replace the 13 inch. That's why it's cheaper because the 13 inch, I think was like a hundred dollars cheap, like 1399 or 1299, something like it that. It was 1299, I think. So this is kind of to, to stay in that mid price point range between the 14 inch Mac, uh, MacBook pro that of, of last year and, or of, of earlier this year <laughs> and, and the, in the, and the and the airs. So there are a few differences though. So one of the things that you do get on this new machine is you get a 14-inch machine for that price point, which is a little more expensive than the 13-inch was, but you're getting a ProMotion display, which means yeah, you displays, get 100. Is that on that get, 13 the base also? On the 14-inch, yes, you are getting yes. I mean the 14, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. the 14-inch. Yep. So you get that display from beginning all the way up. It's, yep. They're not only putting it on the Pro and the Pro Max mm-hmm. versions. Right. And and so that's a big improvement. You're getting that better camera, of course. Now, the confusing thing is you have a 14, 15, and 16-inch, which is the MacBook Air 15, and it has a lesser quality display. So that, I think, is going to confuse some people. Right, but this, I, I agree with you. But when it comes down to it, 
both machines, I have a feeling, now we don't know because they have not announced the new 15-inch MacBook Air yet, but when they do, is the configuration going to also be 256 SSD and 8 gigs of RAM, which would be the same as that 14. So really, you're choosing really between a little bit of a smaller machine at 14 and more ports on the machine, mm-hmm. or you go to the air and you get a little bit of a bigger screen, less of a quality in the display and less ports. Mm-hmm. But the price is going to be so close, only a few hundred dollars difference. So which do you choose? I guess well, depends on and, the and since And since the World Series is going on, let me throw a curveball at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The thirteen, the 14-inch M3 MacBook Pro is running an M3. And what do, does anybody know what the limitations of the M3 compared to M3 Pro and Max are that are outward-facing? I think the amount of RAM that you can upgrade it to, I think, is different. No. And I think the, core, the amount of cores, I think, is well, all, different. Well, all of that's different, yes. But... The M3 does not have the data support that the other, the Pro and Max have. So on the 14-inch with Pro and Max, you get an HDMI connector. I don't believe that you get that with this. I'll have to verify that. But you for sure only get two USB-C Thunderbolt ports on this machine. Really? Yes. So if you, that's what's kind of being talked about with this is it is, it's using the new form factor with the new display and everything. Yeah. And it can support more stuff. Like if you want multiple mm-hmm. displays, you can have like, yeah. you know, high motion and things like that. But well, don't forget, the, you're going to have MagSafe. So you're not mm-hmm. taking up one of the USB-C right. two that you get for charging. Mm-hmm. You can use them both for whatever you want. Yes. But you, you do only have, it's not the same as the 14 inch Pro right? The 14 inch M3 Pro or Max. You just have the two USB-C Thunderbolt ports like you have on the Air. And are they slower in transfer speed than the other two? I think they are. I'm not sure that they are. I just I don't know, know that, that they are. Yeah. I just know that they cannot, they can't have that third one that are on the higher end machines. No. So that's a few things to keep in mind when you're looking at that lower end machine you're still getting that great keyboard you're getting a promotion display and all of those things so it's a fantastic machine for the price oh yeah like if you're doing the kind of work like that alicia's doing where you're just like typing all day long for the most part and doing you know email and music Mm -hmm. you know like listening to music watching videos doing day-to-day writing work email stuff like that this machine will be awesome i mean and it's future proofing. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Although you make sure that you configure it out of the gate because once you get it, you can't upgrade it. Mm-hmm. So that's if you want to have Max. more RAM or more hard drive space, mm-hmm. you got to decide all that when you're making the purchase. That is one problem with Max is once once you set a configuration, you're that's what you're stuck with yep. for the life of that machine. Yep. So who is this machine good for, Michael? Because like, you know, in the Apple event that say software developers and other things, but like well. Because we have the Air and it kind of blends the line. So it's like, who should buy this machine versus an Air? So I think the the people that should buy this machine are people that want to do that slight little bit more than they can on an Air. And what I mean by that is that the main difference between this and the Air is, well, the screen and the fact that this has a fan. So, and, and it's right between the 13 and the 15 inch Air. So you're getting a great machine with portability and excellent battery life. You're going to get a pretty amazing battery life on this. Okay. So I'm really excited about this machine because it finally marks the end of the the touch bar and those machines. I've seen a lot of people on Twitter really rage against, like, not rage against the fact that this has changed, but rage against the touch bar, like, Thank God it's it's gone. And and there some of my favorite YouTubers have been like really still cursing the name of the touch bar. I'm like, man, guys, it's over, let it go. But it, it's very interesting watching mm-hmm. people's reactions online to this because 
it needed to happen. And I think that this kind of marks the, I mean, they're still selling M1 machines, but I think we're fully away from everything related to Intel and even most M1 related stuff is now moved, moved on. We're moving on from that. So, well, them keeping that base model M1 MacBook Air around is a great mm-hmm. thing, in my opinion, because it gets somebody into the Apple ecosystem for super cheap and yeah. it's still an amazing machine. I mean, an M1 is still going to be faster than most computers that mm-hmm. are out there. It's still a great machine, you know. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people could do more than they need to do or want to do on that machine. It's still super duper powerful. So I don't think that it's like garbage now. I mean, it's still a great machine. So I just don't like the case that it's built with that wedge shape. I feel like that's, it's okay, but that was kind of the Intel generation of Macs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, we'll see how long they keep it around for. Maybe Mm -hmm. they'll turn that into an M2 and who knows? We'll see, I guess. Right. But there's one other thing before I move on that we have not talked about yet, and that is these new MacBook Pros have a new color. It's a matte black color. Yeah, and I saw (laughs) there's a podcast, and the name of that podcast was Space Grayer. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think with this, they have this new black version, and I think they've gotten rid of what they used to call space gray which was mm-hmm. the darker it was kind of not quite all the way black but it was definitely darker than the traditional silver standard mac color that everyone's been getting all these years so i believe now you still get that you can choose between that regular standard silver color or you can go with this new matte black color were you going to say something i really think sure? it looks really sleek I yeah. think it looks awesome. I love it. I know there's a lot of people that are going to be like, oh, why'd you get rid of Space Gray? It's like a classic. Like, it's been there forever. No, I think that I think that the Space Black was, I don't know. I love it. I think I it's think, sleek. I think it looks nice. I don't know that it is as dark. So this kind of comes back to what we're going to talk about at the end of this episode. But I don't feel like it's, as, from what people are saying that have had their hands on with it, that it's as dark as they make it out to be. Like, it's darker than the previous Space Gray, but they're still saying it's pretty light. So well, I, the, Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I just feel like that's kind of a shame because it, it would really look... I, what I was hoping for, though, was the midnight. Like, if they brought the midnight of the Air, the, of the MacBook Air, I love my midnight MacBook Air. That is such a nice color. And if they brought that to the pros, that would have been sweet. I don't know that they'll do that, but that'd be really nice. So the interesting thing here is going to be, and they did bring this up at the keynote actually, but is it going to be one of those things where it's going to get fingerprints all over it? Or is their technology and what they're actually touting really going to make it so that it really doesn't get bogged Mm -hmm. down with tons of fingerprints and gunk all all over it? Because a lot of people hate that. So The person that will report on that for sure will be MKBHD because he Mm -hmm. is... He always points out if if it's a fingerprint magnet. I'm like, yep, definitely. That's, that's so that, the person I go to. <laughs> I'm sure I that know what I was they'll about. have a review on it here pretty quick. I was worried about scratches because if you if it if it gets a bit too banged up, I wonder if like the little silver is going to show through because it's a darker color. Like I was a little bit right. worried about like scratches. You got to kind of worry about that with any machine, though, because you're talking about an uh, aluminum body. So you just got to be a little bit careful with it. Of course, the silver, which is the traditional color, will show the least. It's just that they got that figured out on that color. We'll have to see what this new black does, you know, because I think the silver, you know, it doesn't get any fingerprints Mm -hmm. and it holds up and da 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 da, you know, but we have to see it in practical real life use and see what people say. I think the silver is just kind of the natural aluminum look, so it, it doesn't scratch as easily. But we'll see. We'll, we will see. Yeah. Uh, you know, we haven't even really talked about these processors. And, I mean, there's a lot of technical jargon you could find online, but they do have a, more cores and higher proficiency. It's interesting they compared them to the M1 and the Intel, though, not to the M2. Well, so I'm not surprised I, about that. Yeah. Boost the numbers that way and say, look, it's mm-hmm. 80% faster, you know, so... 
I feel like this is kind of the third generation Apple Silicon. So it's kind of that point, if you're still running on Intel, it's about time to switch or start looking at switching. You know, a lot of businesses don't start switching computers till four years after their last purchase of a machine. So we're, we're starting to get there. We're starting to get to that point of time where businesses are going to start looking at what are the, what are the next things that we're going to buy. So, you know, Macs are more efficient, all those kind of things. So we'll see. And it'll be exciting. It, it's, it's very exciting to see what we're, what we're, what we're going to have with the, with these Apple Silicon Macs. I mean, the, the one thing that we definitely, you know, Apple needs to work on is just open Safari and get voiceover busy, you know, or voiceover not, or Safari yep. not responding. You know, that's kind of the, the one area where they need to do some work. But the neat thing is, is that these new machines will, I think the 14 inch pro with the M3 Pro will start at $19.99 and the 16 inch will start at $24.99 just like they always have. Right. And then you've got that regular M3 model, which comes in, I mm-hmm. believe, at $15.99. Something like that. Yep. The the model that I want is gonna be $43.99. So that's a little yep. steep. Although they're still ta- Apple trade in is really nice because they're still taking thirteen thirty five from my machine or thirteen fifty five for trade in. That's not bad considering it's a you know two years out of date model. Yeah. Well, then if you put it like that, then you only have to pay like what three thousand something. Right. Rough math. You know something. So it's pretty pretty exciting. I'm really thinking that these are the ones to go to. They did mention ray tracing. So gaming is going to be amazing on these things. And they do have a model with a 30, no, 40 core GPU. Good grief. That's crazy. And if you get that model, you have to up to 48 gigs of RAM. That means you'll have 48 gigs of RAM. And I'm looking at the two terabyte model. So this thing is going to be pretty beefy. But it's it's a potential that this might be the machine that replaces my gaming machine. I may not need a Windows gaming machine with this at all. With advances in Parallels and DirectX 12 coming soon to Parallels, this might be it. I, I mean, I'm spending on upgrade cycles for gaming machine and lap and Mac laptop close to $7,000 every few years. That's a lot of money. And mm-hmm. if I could just buy one machine to do all of that work, then that is all I need. So we this this might be my last Windows computer for a long time. And you know, if that's the case, I might just upgrade the hard drive to four gig four terabytes. <laughs> Good grief, Michael. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, get what you need because one thing with Macs, again, like we said, we you cannot upgrade the the firmware, the 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 insides. But you don't want to connect external storage because the internals are so much faster than anything else out there. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Macs have unified RAM, which makes it run much faster because everything's on the chip. It has the SSD basically right on the chip, whereas you don't really get as fast of speeds on Windows machines and things like that. I mean, you, you get close, but... I think they said five gigabytes a second of transfer on the internal storage. That yeah, is fast. Insane. That's nuts. So, but, you know, when you yeah. start getting into terabytes of upgrade on the hard drive, it gets expensive real quick. It you does. Know? So, or RAM. I'm, well, either. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you've got to figure out what you need. I would definitely suggest, you know, I mean, unless you're only like typing text documents or, you know, doing email and browsing the web, you probably were going to want to bump up the hard drive and the RAM from 256 and 8 gigs just because, I mean, if you're talking about future-proofing a machine, you, you definitely at least want to go 5, 12, and 16 gigs. But, I mean, the only caveat to that is if you're only really doing browsing the web, email, and, you know, writing documents or, or something like that. But, you know, 256 isn't going to get you that far and 8 gigs is kind of at the end of its life, I feel like, for 
having a new machine for these days with what the software is requiring. And if you're running to uh, future-proof a machine for, let's say, five years down the road, you might get stuck if they, in a year or in a year, in a year and a half, say, hey, you know, the new operating system and most of the new software is going to require 16 gigs minimum, right? And also with all of this hard drive space out there, they're not as conscious, or not just Apple, but any developers aren't as conscious of keeping their apps so small in terms of size because there's just so much hard drive space now available. So if you're only at 256, you know, you might, you know, blow that out. I mean, especially look at people with phones in their pocket. They've got hard drives bigger than that now, 512, one terabyte, whatever it is, you know, so all food for thought. You got to figure out what you need and go with what you need and, right. and just be happy with it. And I mean, some people just, some people just use cloud storage. They get like three terabytes or however much of cloud storage and they have a 256 gig computer and they just keep yeah. everything offline. You know? Yep, that's true too. It just depends on on what works best for what you need and how online you're going to be. I I travel and go to places where I may have no internet. So I like to have everything with me if I need it. And then, you know, I can back up to an external drive or to the cloud or things like that. So it just depends on what you need, right? Yep. Do your due diligence, do your research, make sure, mm -hmm. you know, that you figure it all out. And that once you make your purchase, that you're going to be happy with whatever you get. Cause once you get it, you can't update. So. Well, and, and to, to that point, I bought a MacBook air last year because I, I like having a small Mac. It's great. And I went with 512, 8 gigs of RAM. And I said, well, you know what? I, I can throw another 100 or $200 at this. Let me just upgrade to one terabyte and 16. And I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I did it because I don't, like, I don't use that computer for anything intensive. And even still, I don't have to worry about, am I going to run out of space on that machine? Now, my, my workhorse over here, my M1 Max, I'm I'm at 400 gigs right now and I keep going between 4 to 600 gigs depending on what how many logic files I have if I've offloaded those to external drives and videos or other things. So it just depends or or even developer archives. So every time you archive an app to to send to App Store Connect, that's like 100 megs, 100 100 and something megs. Ooh, that adds up. It does, especially when you make 3 or 4 builds a day. You Ooh. know. Yeah. It, 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 it adds up real quick <laughs> or iOS and Android simulators, like running hmm. different versions of iPhone and Android on your device. All these things add up, but I, I feel like we're kind of getting off topic here. But my point <laughs> is with, even with these new machines, figure out what you want and then go with that. But I'm really excited about this new 16 inch. I think it's going to be great. I'm going to finally upgrade to that one probably early next year. And that will make working with the Vision, Pro, the Vision Pro really easy to do. So that'll be exciting. But I want to go on to the one of the more interesting things in the event, and that was the upgrade of the iMac with the M3 processor. Now, Alicia, I think you took very big notice of this machine. So do you want to talk about what is interesting about it to you. I did, I did. So I think from what it said, it's it's a 24 inch. Am I correct, Michael? Yeah, it's a 24 inch. The display is a 24 inch and it's, you know, the obviously the M3. But what I really took note of was it's not much more expensive than the M2 Mac Mini that I considered purchasing literally a week ago. So now that I've seen the event, I'm kind of torn on... I, well, I was. I'm definitely going with the iMac now. But I was torn on which one I should go with between the M1... Sorry, the M2 Mac Mini and the M3 iMac. And I think probably going to go with the iMac. But the reason why is I still get that Apple display tech. I still get, you know, you still you still get the the you get the better speakers because there's definitely going to be better speakers than the monitor that I was definitely going to choose. 
And it's still like, I don't know. I feel like it's a space saver. I never knew how thin, like just impossibly thin the IMAX were. And I think it's actually not going to have like a hard time fitting where you want it to be. So I was really impressed with the iMac and I look forward to getting my hands on it. <laughs> you're also getting a camera, which you wouldn't get in a mini or the display you're going to get. So yep. you'll get a decent quality camera and microphone. Mm-hmm. Plus it takes up way less space. And in, now you just take that out of the box and you literally plug it into the wall. I mean, and you're <laughs> right. up and running. I do think Super the ultra easy. fine. I do think the Ultrafine, though, does have a camera and microphone because it has speakers and all that other stuff. But I could be wrong on that. It does have a microphone. However, I think the quality of the camera would have been a little bit degraded compared to the one that's going to be on the iMac. So, And, and you do yeah. get center stage on, well, I think you get center stage on the iMac. I'm pretty sure you do. I think. You should. I hope. Mm-hmm. I hope. I think that's a thing. But it's it's basically an iPad on a stand, is what it is. It with looks, a big old chin. Yeah, iPad on a stand with a big chin. Because well, I would say it, more than that, because, I mean, it's running a full-blown Mac operating system. So, I mean, the, you could do whatever on it. The dimensions, though, like when you, when you actually touch it in the store, it actually feels like a giant iPad on a stand with a chin. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it the, does the come display, in co- colors, so you can get some cool colors, right? The display, oh, I'm definitely going to go with the blue one, it's going to match my ear. But the display, the display is going to be better than an iPad, it's going to be larger than an iPad. I think the only real, and it's obviously running full blown Mac OS Sonoma, and it's going to run that you know, it's going to have the M3, M3 processor, so. Yeah, well, absolutely. I would still say you might want to think about, and again, it depends on what you're doing and all that, but it comes with, you know, that base of 256 and 8 gigs of RAM. So you may want to think about bumping mm-hmm. into 512 and 16 if it's going to be something you're going to keep for at least five years, you know, so. I will say yeah. eight, gig, 8 gigs on a Mac is still pretty good. Like it, it's not on a... On certain machines, like Windows machines, uh, 8 gigs would really worry me. But I've been able to play Minecraft on the highest settings on 8 gigs of RAM on an M2 Air. I tried that before I sent it back. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked great. The only thing was, was that it, you know, if, if you're on, on that machine, it had no fan. It was still able to do it. But it couldn't do anything else. Like, that was all that machine could do, Right. So those are just things to think about. Like Marty said, it you really want to just make sure, do your due diligence before picking those things up. But what I like about the iMac is you get everything, you get the keyboard, the mouse, or the trackpad, and everything in one box. There's another thing that a lot of people don't really think about. Did y'all know that they sell, Apple doesn't, but other brands sell, backpacks that or rolling bags that are meant to carry the iMac. Yeah. Whoa. Some people like to take it with them. Yikes. That sounds like a hazard to me, honestly. No, not at all. It actually form fits to the iMac, so it looks perfect and it it's not a hazard. I had a student that I taught and he would bring his Mac to the rehabilitation center where I worked as a tech instructor. And it it was not a, a terrible looking bag either. It was just like a small piece, like a small briefcase that you roll. And and it, his was a twenty seven inch, and 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 beyond that, it was a twenty seven inch with the bigger chin and the bigger bezels. So and it still looked okay. And so this one would fit in a very small bag that you could just you know roll or carry with you. So. You get everything and you have, I mean, it's not a laptop by any means, but could you imagine doing that with a Mac mini? You couldn't. I mean, I could see it. I could see it. If you just had no other way to, I don't know, if you had no other way to communicate, like you Mm -hmm. wanted, you needed to bring your Mac mini with you. I see you could probably fit that in a backpack, like a normal backpack and be fine. You could fit that in the backpack, but the other, the the display that goes with it, the cables to hook the 
Mac Mini up to the display, mm -hmm. the two power cables, the, the keyboard and the mouse. And, and well, all the of best things. part about the Mac Mini is it's so small. Yes. You could probably just hook it up to a TV wherever you are and just that, bring well, the that's true. mouse with you. You but, don't have to bring a display. But with the iMac, you get everything in one. Everything's in one place. So it's it's a lot more portable than a than a Mac Mini setup if you wanted if you were going somewhere where you didn't have like even to a hotel, you know, some people could bring an iMac and a magic trackpad and a magic keyboard and, and you'd be set. You just have the one power cable and everything else is wireless. So it's a it's a pretty nice setup and a lot of people really like that, you know. So I don't think it would be horrid to fly with. TSA would be like, oh my God, what is in this bag? <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if you if you flew carry on with that, yes. But if you did pack that, you would really want to make sure you had a rugged, a rugged bag for that that would go under the plane. So like horribly rugged. Mm -hmm. Like really, really, really. <laughs> yeah. No. So I would never. So those are those are, you know, the iMac, I think it's what was it twelve ninety nine? Do you remember Taylor? It starts at twelve ninety nine. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, sorry, I had to take a quick call. It does start at twelve ninety nine. Yes. So, and it's and it can be configured up pretty well too. Yes. So, obviously, for me, the sixteen inch was the the big highlight for this event for me. These these things, even on a M three are going to play some of the best games ever and they're going to run pretty much every application that you need you even thought about. And I think it's I did not hear that so they mentioned Baldur's Gate 3, which is a AAA title. And I did not even realize that was coming to the Mac. Just wow. I said wow, just wow. Yeah. And then with crossover, you could play Diablo 4 on that. And I bet a lot of those games will even run on the M3, not even the M3 Pro or Max, just on the M3. And you can't say that for an Intel chip, you know, for Windows. You can't say that. So that is why I'm always very excited to be on this podcast and talk Apple stuff because it's just great. Like, if, if game developers would just bring their stuff over, then we would be all set. In fact, I mean, that's why I'm looking at if it's viable to make a Mac into a gaming computer within 2024. I'm going to be very interested. So the last thing I want to bring up, because I feel like we've talked a lot, we've almost talked longer than the event was. <laughs> but after the credits, and I'm glad we stayed through them, because it wasn't just us that picked up on this. Audio description said, event shot on iPhone. It was well, shot on true, the iPhone. But there's some caveats to that. Well, mm -hmm. the caveats really don't matter. And I'll tell you why. The fact that it is possible to shoot this on an iPhone, to shoot the video. I mean, yes, they've used drones. Yes, there's gimbals. But they're still, for most of the content, using an iPhone. And yeah, that's great. I mean, that's that's amazing, you know. Obviously, because there are session, sections where they're zooming from place to place, and obviously that can't be done on an iPhone unless they have a drone with an iPhone that is carrying or something. That, oh, that, that actually, sounds horrible. That can be a thing. I mean, there's drones, guys, that will deliver packages that are deliver, delivering Amazon packages now, right? So if a drone could deliver a package, it can hold and carry an iPhone. And of course, it's Apple. If they break a few iPhones in the process, they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> They'll just make more. So what's remarkable about that is nobody knew. Nobody really knew. And that's remarkable. Now, I, I could tell you they did not use iPhone microphones, right? No. Absolutely they did, not. They did not use iPhone. I mean, the iPhone microphone's good. Don't get me wrong. But it's not that good. <laughs> so 
what what are y'all's thoughts of this? Is is this a big deal? Do y'all feel like this is a? I mean, Apple released. A, I haven't seen it, but Apple released a whole behind the scenes of how they did this shooting on iPhone, and it's something oh. I want to watch. I want to see that. Yeah, so I didn't see thoughts? it either, but I would say I'd like to check out that video and see what they actually show you, and then come back and make my opinion on it because. I don't want to make an opinion on only knowing part of the story. We know that they shot it on an iPhone 15 Pro Max. We know that not all of it was because, of course, there's drone footage, there's CGI, you know, and other things. And, of course, who knows what kind of, you know, gimbals they were using, what kind of lighting they were using, what kind of microphones they were using. So... You know, it's a little bit skewed, I feel like, but still they did shoot it on iPhones. So, you know, it'd be interesting to watch that and then really have the full picture and then be able to really make an opinion after that. The interesting thing about that, though, is that a lot of the video, I don't know if you guys could tell, it was dark. It was darker, kind of more Halloween themed. Although there was one part at the end where it does kind of like zoom up to kind of look at the, I think it was like zooming up to look at the sky. And that did seem a little bit like, oh, I, I feel like they just turned the iPhone screen up. And it kind of did feel like that now that I think about it. <laughs> or, or, or turned the camera up to the sky and it was like kind of jerky, kind of like you could tell it was on a phone. So I, I'm like, hmm, that, looking back on it, that does make me think of an iPhone. But, yeah, I, I think that with any smartphone camera, you're not going to get the best. You're never going to have the lighting. And that's one thing that, you know, people talk about is that the iPhone camera is great. It's amazing. But you don't have the lighting that a lot of professionals will use. So, like, if you were to use an iPhone camera to do filming of a wedding or take shots you're not going to get the same images because of, well, for one thing, the flash is not the same for two, you know, you're not going to have the the proper lenses and things like that, but it will do a pretty good job. You know, it's not going to be that highest quality work, but it it's going for video and things like that. I mean, it fooled everybody. Even people with vision were totally like MKBHD and others like I Justine were shocked that they filmed that on an iPhone. And I think we're going to get to the point where our camera phones are doing so much work to make things look good that the average person is not going to tell. I bet there were videographers that were like, what are they, what did they use to film this? Or they just knew this was shot on iPhone. But for the rest of us, it was just a regular Apple event, right? It was, We didn't notice the difference. Nope. So I find that pretty remarkable and I'm, Pretty excited. And I'm, I'm going to be curious if they do the same thing like in, in their bigger events, like in March, if they have an event. Well, and they're back at the, the main Apple campus. Will they use an iPhone when Tim is standing outside talking to people? Will they use an iPhone for that? Because I think if they can show off that it can do that with the outside lighting and glare and that kind of thing, then that's when we know that the iPhone camera is better than we're giving than a lot of people give it credit for so that that's kind of my views on that do y'all have any other thoughts i'd be shocked i don't have anything else all right so did have we gone through everything or or are we missing anything did you forget about the max michael did you i can't remember if you explained that The, the what now the max for the you know convey the pro and then with the pro max for the trips yeah, we, we talked about the different Okay, I chips. think, yeah, I think you did, right? I just want to make sure. Yeah, I, I don't want to go through all the really technical stuff just because you could look that up online. Okay. Yeah, it's, I mean, they're great chips. They're all going to be great chips for what you need. Although, like I did mention, we do, there is 40 cores, a maximum of 40 GPU cores, 16 machine learning cores in the max chips. I don't even know what the regular CPU cores are. But Me it it's insane. It it's just so many cores on one processor. I do know that the M3 Max, I believe, goes up to 196 gigabytes of RAM. 
And I think it's, I think it's the Pro that goes up. No, it goes up to 128. That's right. And the Pro, I think, goes to 96. So that is pretty impressive. And I think, so that makes it, I think, where the Ultra, when that comes out, the M3 Ultra may go up to 256 gigs of RAM. That'd be insane. But that'd yeah, be awesome. That was basically just two M3 Max chips fused together to make one giant chip. So if you're doubling everything, then you would get that. So it's pretty exciting. And if you're interested in ordering one of these expensive machines, they're all going to be available by the end of November. So that's pretty neat. Yep. All right. So I think it was a great event. I think it was, I mean, these processors are going to do great, great computers, all that, you know, fun stuff. So I can't wait to get my hands on one. Same and you guys, you guys know I'll unbox it whenever I get it next year. And so that that's going to do it for this episode. But as we always do, Marty, do you have an app pick of the week? And where can people find you online? Yes, I do have an app. I will start with that. My app is actually called Dark Noise. And it's a machine. It's a sound machine app. And what it does is it's got all the standard like clouds with rain and thunder and, you know, water and all of those things. But the cool thing about it is, is you can mix and match and combine and sort of create your own and tweak as much as you want. So it's really awesome. It's super clean. It works with the voiceover spot on. So it's a great app. So I would definitely, if you like to have some background noise, you know, to either sleep or, you know, take a nap or just have something besides music. You just need some ambiance in a room or whatever it is. This is a great option. So I would say check it out. If you want to find me, you can track me down on Mastodon, Marty at unmute.community. All right. Alicia, do you have an app that you want to pick and where can people find you online? All right. Something for more of our visual users are more visual users. I have been really learning more about, I've really been learning more about Canva because I've been doing a lot of like graphics work for, for marketing and things lately. And I just purchased the pro, the pro subscription for Canva. And I've been learning more about like what it can do and what I can do with it. And it's been really exciting. So yeah, Canva. Where you can find me online, I am on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn and Facebook. I'm just Alicia Geary. On Discord, I am Blind One Lives, and on Macedon, I am Blind One. Li- I am Blind One Lives at Matt. Sorry, Blind One Lives at Techopolis. Social, and you can also find my website at blindcopywriter.com. All right, Taylor, do you have a pick, and where can people find you online? So an app that I haven't really been using for my business. Again, I can't really think of anything else. So we're just going to roll with this one. It's called Square. I really like it because I can be able to navigate and see what's going on from my phone. I can also take a payment from my phone with tap to pay. So Square is pretty awesome. Where can people find you online? Okay. Yeah, I was just going to say that. It just took me a minute because I was like doing two things at once. People can find me online. I'm mastered on it. T-A-Y-A-R-N-D-T at techopolis.social. You can also find me on just pretty much all over the web. You know, I'm on X still. I know. Tay Art. I'm on Facebook, Taylor Art. I am on, of course, LinkedIn, Taylor Art. So I'm all I'm all over the place. So you could just find me on the web. And Taylor took my pick. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't think I've picked this one, but I, I've started to play with the app for Buffer. So Buffer is an app used for social media sharing and scheduling. So that's going to be my pick for this time. <laughs> it's my I, best friend. I had to kind of <laughs> have a quick like, oh, what am I going to pick now? <laughs> It's my best friend. Yeah, it's great. And uh, they do have a free plan where you have three accounts. So it's great. So check out Buffer. It's on iOS. Sure, it's on Android, right? Yep, sure is. But we just don't, I, I don't know why I brought up Android because I was thinking IA, IA cast. 
And I'm like, <laughs> we don't speak of such things here. <laughs> well, I mean, you could have people just like us that mm-hmm. like both iOS and Android exactly. and might exactly. be interested in, is that on Android? So right. yes, it is on Android. <laughs> yep. So check out Buffer, great app. And you could find me on Mastodon at Mike Doeys at techoplus.social. Facebook, I'm Michael Doeys. Same on LinkedIn. On X, I'm Mike Doeys. So that's M-I-K-E-D-O-I-S-E. So you can find me all over the web. And this is going to be a very different episode of the iCast because it's going to be dropped in several places. So it will be first put on the iCast feed, and then it will also go to Unmute and the IACast feed. So IACast network folks, you may get this several times, but we're this doesn't happen often. That was this is kind of a huge event that we want everybody to know about that subscribes in different places. So get ready for that. And it's gonna be very exciting to hear y'all's feedback. You can send us feedback at feedback at IACast.net. And you could also use the IACast hashtag on Mastodon. If you liked the content, share it with your friends. Yes, share with a friend. Share with your enemies. Share with your frenemies. <laughs> <laughs> share it with the, your your best friend, their best friend. Share it to everybody. You know, the, the more people that know about the podcast, the better. The more conversation we can have, and the more we can educate about Apple, because that's why we're here. We we love our Apple stuff. So, <laughs> all right, that's going to do it for this episode of the iCast. Thank you so much, everybody, and I want to thank Marty. Alicia and and Taylor, who is a first time contributor on this show, so thank you. And go Taylor. Yeah. So thank you all for being here. Thank you everybody on YouTube and on IACast Radio, and we will see you all next week. Bye everyone. Bye everyone. everyone.